Dar es Salaam. An inmate at Wood State Correctional Facility is called to be monitored and recorded for customer assistance, collection, or complaint procedures, or to block future calls. Dial 1-866-230-7761. To accept this call, press 5 now. To decline this call, hang up. Thank you for using Global Tail Link. You. I'm tapping in with Penitentiary University in Jersey. It is your favorite person that you can't wait to see when he's free. Yes, I am he, Nasir Nasalam, a.k.a. Mr. Five with me. Right? So, we moving on to the next. Gotta keep it pushing, gotta keep it moving. So this one right here, this one is love people from a distance. I started this chapter off with a quote. Being locked up is similar to being buried alive, unquote. I wanted to make an impact with that statement so the readers can feel how much it stings a person that's incarcerated. When that love you once shared with those that were the closest to you suddenly fades, as if death has overcame you. It's crazy because I still experience that to this day from people I once hung out with. But that's what comes with the game when you cash out the debt. Translation, having a due time, unfortunately. It's like, first they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. <laughs> One of those type of things, man. But like I said, that's, that's what comes with the game. So it's like, what you gonna do with it? As are with many things that are difficult that I described in my previous episodes, Loving people from a distance is by far probably the hardest. Why? Because these are people that you may have grew up with, people that you may have a deep bond with, shared a lot of memories with, laughed and cried with. So I get how separating yourself from these people can leave you feeling guilty. Because when I used to be breaking this down for other people, they said that's the emotion that they were left with, feeling guilty, feeling guilty. But it's like, why should you feel guilty for an empty feeling that you're experiencing based off of the way that they treat you? That's not a fair exchange in my, in my book. That's just playing old robbery. What made me start distancing myself begun back when I was in the county jail back when I got locked up in 2007, right? And I got waved up. I got locked up in March. I got waved up in May. Two months. Two months. It was fast. So it's like, once I started hearing these false promises, the letters stopped coming. People were ducking my phone calls by not answering or not accepting the collect calls or even free three-way calls at that. You know what I mean? They didn't even have to pay for it. Sometimes I was calling people. I was calling them on three-way. So it's like, first, you know, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll make an excuse for them because I love them. And that's what you're supposed to do for people you love and care about. But it's like, once I see that, that's not an excuse. That's just dumb saying, fuck me. That's because that's how I'm taking it. 
rang that you saying fuck me. That's when I start to fall back. That's when I start to recline in my chair and see it for what it is. Right? Because all my life I've always been the type of person that never wanted to be a burden on anyone. So I used to fall all the way back to the point I'm not existing. It's like pretend I'm not even here. A lot of people didn't like that. But if we're not communicating, and I don't know how how to move when your communication is non-existent, and then and now it feels like I'm moving in the dark, then I have to become a ghost until you show face and say something. Because I'm the type of person I thrive off of communication. Actually, I believe, if not all, most of us do. Even the people that said they don't want to hear. I believe they thrive off of that too. Because it provides clarity, whether you agree with it or not. And clarity allows you to plan your next step or how you want to go about a situation. So regardless if you like it or not, you still can get clarity provided to you. I've also been on the other side where I did provide clarity to someone that used to hang out with the money, the GMGs and I, you know, he was one that used to hang out with us, you know what I mean, brother, brother of mine. And uh, it's like, it, it, it was, it was, it was one, one day we were smoking at Big Bertha. If you read my book, Once Upon My Time, you'll know that Big Bertha was a burgundy GMC XL truck that we used to ride around and smoke in and go to several locations, like the movies, bowling alleys, the mall, you know, the Hamilton Mall and stuff like that. So, you know, we were in front of the money's house and we came to the realization that the brother we were with wasn't chipping into nothing. Not to the bud, the hotels we were getting, the bottles we were copping, or even the gas for Big Bertha. <laughs> you know, it, it was like we were smoking and, and we had an epiphany. <laughs> epiphany. <laughs> I'm laughing. Stuck over my words because it, 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 the vision of it is so clear. It, it, was, it, was so, it was hilarious and crazy. But then, as we were talking about them, it was four of us in the truck. Big Shay was in the driver's seat. Shay was in the passenger. The money was behind her. I was behind Big Shay. As we were talking about it, he calls the money phone first. Oh, man. Then he, then he calls my phone. Boom. I ain't answered. Then we like, yo, he gonna call everybody's phone in, in, this, in this truck. Then he called Big Shay phone. She ain't answered. Then he called Sh Shay phone. To I mean, to Toya. That's Toya the bastard. Then he called Toya phone. And she ain't answered. We like, man, he just called us in like a square. So, we, we started avoiding. We started ducking him, right? So one day, we, we, we had the money house a couple days later. We ain't talked to him for a couple days. We ain't got with him for a couple days. And we, we we about to plan on, you know, we're going to go for the day we in the money room. 
And next thing you know, he just walked in the door in his room. And then there was like an awkward silence. He like, yo, what's good? Like, damn, I ain't see y'all in a couple days. And it was just like a, a real awkward silence. <laughs> Everybody looking at each other like, how the hell he just come in here like that? Like, they unannounced nothing. You know what I mean? The money mind is just let him in. And everything kind of threw us for a loop. So he like, what we doing today? We all looking at each other like, Everybody got the got the got the signal, got the message. Like, mm-hmm. man, I'm going home. Naz, what you doing, man? I'm about to shoot my cousin crib. Money, what you doing, man? I'm staying in the crib today. So he like, man, everybody ain't doing nothing today. Like, yeah, basically. <laughs> so, so it's like fast forward. Once I called my case, he was already in there. I think he got locked up like a month or something prior. Uh, and he was in there already, so I, I linked up when we was in the field together. He was like, y'all noticed like how y'all was ducking me when I was out there, you know what I mean? That's messed up, you feel what I'm saying? And then that's when I, I broke it down to him, you feel what I'm saying? Like what happened and, you know, the conclusion we came to without him. We separated ourselves from him because we felt like he wasn't showing up for us like we were showing up for him. We should have pulled him up on his actions or lack thereof and given him the chance to improve and redeem himself. You know, I like sharing with y'all my actions and where I went wrong at just to show y'all that I'm human as well. And I'm also speaking from experience because as they say, experience is the best teacher. As I say, but if you so happen to have a teacher that can show you how to minimize some of the bumps and bruises this life has is going to offer. Please take heed and soak that game up to your advantage. Because trust me, it's, it's, it's going to come in handy when you know how to move when a situation arises. A lot of us give the excuse on why we can't separate ourselves from people, which leads us to stay attached to people that are invading our space, overstepping their boundaries. And just overall bringing chaos to your peace or the peace that you're at least trying to make, uh, obtain. And these people may be your mom, your dad, your siblings, your partner, a childhood friend, somebody in the family. These are people that you are very familiar with, but they're also the ones you need the most distance from. It don't matter who that person is. They have to act in compliance as your mother, as your father, as your sibling, as your friend. If they're not holding up that end of the relationship and the beauty of what these titles have to offer them, then why continue to grant them access to the love you have to give in return? It's like, have you ever took notice of how these relationships affect your mental your mental health, how much it stresses you, how much it ages you, and you get wrinkles, you get bags under your eyes, right? And these are from people that that you love and that claim to love you and want the best for you. But yet it's bringing so much stress to you when, when really you should be feeling happy, youthful, free to be yourself and comfortable in your own skin. You know, you don't feel as though you got to hold back when this person is around.
act anything different. You gotta act up to, to, to that standards or whatever the case may be. There are still people that see my sister Medina and my mother and ask about me and ask why I don't call them or write them back, especially like if they hit me on social media or something like that. So if you're listening, it's for several reasons, but just to simplify it, it's just not good for, for my space. That's a no bueno for me. I'm in here, in Penitentiary University, and you are there in the free world, and I'm not beat for you. That says a lot about who you are. That says a lot about who I've grown into. To rather be lonely than have miserable company or company I feel as though I can't grow with or that's not evolving. Remember I was, how I was saying about procrastination and stagnation. So I simplified it, but that's another one too. Some people is just stuck in position, man, and they've been stuck in position since 2007. And that's just a no bueno for me. I'm cool on that. Right. I heard a quote several years ago. I want to say it's from Oprah. She said, you're responsible for the energy you bring into my space. You're responsible for the energy you bring into my space. So my company, or lack thereof, is no longer suitable in your space. It's just not. Remember the, the old adage, out of sight, out of mind? That's how people feel, man. That's how people treat you. That's how they act. And that comes with being the penitentiary university. That's just, that's just what comes with it. That old buried alive syndrome. It's like, damn, they, they know I'm here. I know they know I'm here, but yet I don't hear from them. Right, so it's like, listen, have that same energy you did. When I you have 60 seconds remaining. When I come home. Have that same energy you did when I was locked up. When I come home. That's the energy I want. Treat me as if I'm still locked up when I'm back out there. And boy, oh boy, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Rich people acquire assets. The poor and the middle class acquire liabilities that they think are assets. That's from Robert Kiyosaki. You have 30 seconds remaining. I appreciate y'all for tapping in with me. Please subscribe to this page. New episodes every Thursday at 5 a.m. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all can leave comments. Y'all can leave reviews. Share this with your peoples. I appreciate y'all love. I appreciate y'all time. You know what I mean? It's love if there's nothing else. Vibe with me.